the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading. There's an unspoken fear. Oh, wow, guys. I wow. Love that song. I, I can't uh, can't stop listening to it. I do love it. And uh, but I really appreciate uh, everyone. And folks, uh, we have an announcement to make here at Republic Broadcasting Network, and that is that we have a winner for this week's John Stampmiller book drive, and that would be none other than uh, Peter. Please forgive me if I mispronounce your last name, but I believe it is Peter Jalahas in California, and he is the winner of the. John Stampmiller book titled, and I quote, The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea by Tim Cohen. And we are so happy that Peter has won this book. And we're going to have a lot more stuff coming on, folks. And you really want to get in and support RBN. And uh, before we move on any further with that, we will be taking callers the last half hour uh, if that's okay, Mr. Producer. And uh, did want to kind of flesh this whole thing out, folks, because I don't think that enough of people in America realize that from 1765 to 1775, the Sons of Liberty and the people like us who cared about liberty in this country were fighting the moneyed aristocracy at the time. Just like we're fighting them now. The same thing. We're fighting the same thing. And isn't it ironic that that moneyed aristocracy, after we had an article to confederation, isn't it ironic that they criminally did away, they totally ignored the limits of the law that they were living under and created their own law? People, if you can't understand this, I can't help you. I just wish you good luck. Uh, Stephen, jump in here and help me out, buddy. Stephen, you still with us? Uh, uh, well, I'm working on it. Sorry that. Oh, well, well. okay, buddy. There you are. You still oh, with dang. us? All right, that I. Once again, how about now? So yeah, you're good. Keeps disappearing Go. on me, man. Okay, I'm good. Okay, yeah, well, but I, I I completely lost my train of thought when I bumped off there. Let me toss it to Dave. Okay. Go ahead, Scorp. Well, you with us? Mike, um, you know, what, what makes me uh, think uh, is talking about how this same fight has been going on since 1765, on and off, and that really, as long as we have a money system that's not tethered to anything in reality and we have a, a system where a legal system that's gone completely off the rails uh, uh, until we have some kind of actual reform of the mechanisms of our system of course having corrupt people in power makes it worse but going back to your original work uh, the problem has been the, the setup of this government since the beginning, it's just taken 
this long to get it far as long as it's gotten. It had to be done incrementally. It couldn't have been done all at once. Absolutely, Dave. You you nailed it. And uh, Richard, your comments, please, sir. Yes. Well, I mean, since you lay out, ever since we had this Constitution and the following articles, I mean, none of it has done the people justice. The articles prior, the Articles of Confederation, you know, prior to having the uh, the Bill of Rights and the, uh, you know, the following uh, amendments, rather, uh, the Constitution really uh, marked the uh, success of these bankers as uh, re-establishing their absolute power, is, is what you've made clear. And therefore, looking at aspects of the the Fourteenth Amendment, this or that, whether we're talking about uh, you know secession or um, even in uh, you know these issues currently with Trump, uh, uh, anything. I mean, you're giving legitimacy to the Constitution and the amendments by even trying to debate subtleties of of any of these you know clauses, sections, articles. Uh, I mean, amendments. So, you know, you have to just acknowledge all of it needs to go. I was going to propose, well, maybe even toward uh, David uh, when he was uh, mentioning his points. This is our real enemy, though, really human nature. Unfortunately, people can so easily be uh, bribed, uh, manipulated um, with the advantage of, um, you know, being a middleman uh, to power. And, I mean, therefore, I mean, yes, creating money out of thin air, that is something that would have to be stopped. But uh, decentralizing, certainly, you know, power, the Articles of Confederation, uh, keeping the power in the state is perhaps uh, one way to go. But, I mean, to a good extent, not having much of any government, certainly not any big government. You know, uh, and having minimal amount of of um, any sort of you know funding for just local infrastructure maintenance, and 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 that's it. Uh, so as close to anarchy as possible, uh, it sounds like would be you know the the outline. Is that even practical? I mean, what are we ultimately hoping for? Enough of a revolution where you know something snaps or we wind up having to completely remove everyone from power, who will take over in the aftermath? You know, are, are we hoping for too much? What I even just proposed there, Mr. Gaddy. Well, I think we, uh, I think we uh, move forward by moving backwards in this issue, Richard. And that is the reason we have to understand, as you uh, very adroitly uh, symbolized, is that Americans uh, or every man or person is uh, fallible. And so it's going to happen. We have to understand that. But in doing so, and one of the things I believe, if you really get into a deep dive into the Articles of Confederation, you will find out that was the goal of the people who wrote the second Articles of Confederation, not the first one. The Federalists wrote the first one. It was rejected. Then the Anti-Federalists, led by Thomas Burke and uh, 
others, uh, Thomas Tudor Tucker and Adrian Burke and others in the uh, Continental Congress, they were led to create the second Articles of Confederation. And so uh, not to put anybody on the spot, but just asked a simple question and to illustrate how little we actually know about our own history. Uh, let me start with Dave. Hey, Dave, tell me the parts of the Articles of Confederation that didn't work. Well, I think the Articles of Confederation were more than enough power for governments to function. And, you know, if we did have a confederation of states that were all sovereign, each state really would be sort of like a laboratory uh, to see what policies and, and groups of people worked out best. Having the, the more centralized power is, the more it invites corruption and monopolistic behavior, which is essentially the death of liberty and freedom. And so uh, I think the Articles of Confederation were more than enough power. That It's been said that it wasn't enough, but I think that's the way they were able to trick people into accepting the new government, which was the Constitution. All right. Uh, excellent. Uh, Stephen Douglas Whitener, what part of the uh, Articles of Confederation didn't work? Well, I can't think of what didn't work, but the one that helped them work the best, the 13th Amendment that made it all, they all couldn't gang up, you know, they all had to agree on something that wasn't the tyranny of the majority with them that was the best part of them but even on the local level at some point that these governments were created i think even there what i wanted to say a while ago about the constitution how it was created to protect the government from us well those governments were protected to create to protect those special people from us too in a certain extent you know that's what the actual history of of the country is if i the more i look at it it seems like that's the way it looks i mean i may am i am i off base with that no okay yeah you're not off at all and uh, richard your thoughts tell me the parts of the articles of confederation that didn't work oh well i mean perhaps simply that it didn't uh, stress enough that it uh, didn't insist it couldn't be improved upon, replaced. It is the is the the, the primary flaw. It didn't stress enough that the the sovereignty of the independent nation states uh, and no centralized power was vital to success uh, for for this you know new form of government. Uh, self-government is was supposed to be uh, the plan, really. So a lack of uh, traditional governments uh, as we had thought of them, that's probably why some refer to it as the American experiment. And a lot of people take issue with that for various reasons. Uh, some will say, well, it wasn't an experiment. It was, it was, it was right. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was well thought out. They knew what they were doing and don't try to belittle, you know, people can, Will take very one one dimensional offense, but regardless, uh, perhaps you gentlemen would have different theories on the ways people refer to it as a an experiment or just the idea of self government uh, allegedly attached to what this nation uh, was supposedly founded on or or should be or or is it even possible and realistic? Well, that's excellent questions and. Uh... And thank you for answering, Richard. And uh, 
I'm going to hold off on that just a little bit because then I'm going to answer, ask an opposing question of all of you three gentlemen, and I'll start with Dave again. Dave, what part of the Articles of Confederation would you like to have back? Uh, I think the most important part is that each state remained a sovereign entity and was in uh, the agreement voluntarily. I, I think that's the most important thing because it, it, it guarantees the decentralization of power. And again, the more you have centralized power, the more you invite problems in, in monopolies. Agreed and very well stated. And folks, one of the things I've been teaching or trying to teach is the simple fact that the Constitution of 1787 was the defeat of the Articles of Confederation and the Declaration of Independence, and it put all of the power in America back into the hand of the monarchist. Now, they call themselves Federalist, but they were monarchist, and everything they did proves they are monarchist. And so, but anyway, to get back to that part of the Articles of Confederation that you would really like to have back, Stephen, go ahead, buddy. Well, the term limits that they had, that would be nice if we had to have any government at all. You know, they had a certain term limit that, that, that they and the consensus part as well. You know, that that that, that seemed to make sense that, that you know, just the, the majority couldn't push everybody around the way that. That those treaties are made, for instance, with the president. That's not the same as the states, I understand. But, you know, that concentration of power doesn't exist there. It's, a, it's something that we need to bring back. I I don't know. I, I was thinking of the lands of Richard, too, with the non-aggression principle. And each person being, you know, that at what point it becomes... Uh, I don't know what to call it, the diseconomy of scale when you get together. Yes. The few will take over the, the many. And, and at some point, I was also wondering about the, the, the bank situation under the Artists Confederation and how that differed. And there was so much uh, profiteering that took place by that counter-revolution, too. That's another thing that you pointed out that, that, that points to certain people. Okay, we'll put it that way. Well, uh Stephen, excellent points, and I must say that during the Constitutional Convention itself, a national bank was actually voted down. It was actually said, no, we don't want a national, We even the at that time there were enough anti-federalists in there to sway enough states to prevent a national ba- bank from being accepted, plus the people had just experienced 70-some percent inflation under the Bank of North America under Robert Morris and his people. So they had already gone through this, which in actuality prompted these revolts like Shays' Rebellion and others. This is what, because the people were being taxed out of their gourds, and, and, and the thing about it was is the court system at that time, if you couldn't pay off your debt in taxes, they took your land. And back then, with the agrarian society in America, if you didn't have your land, you were done. You couldn't support your family. You couldn't do anything. And so that was uh, very much a part of the Articles of Confederation. And the thing that I like best of all of the things, and, you know, Article 13 said that every state must agree. Well, you cannot have consent of the governed. As it's mentioned in the Constitution, you cannot have 
I mean, in the Declaration of Independence, you cannot have consent of the governed if every state doesn't have an equal vote. And the whole BS about a democracy, we have to install a democracy, means that the many control the few. The many very seldom, if ever, think. Only a small majority ever use their brain. The rest of them want to be entertained. If you don't believe it, look at the figures of how many people watch bowl games this week. So anyway, I'll jump to Richard. Richard, go ahead, sir. Yes, no, I mean, I've heard this proposed uh, many times. And I mean, we're told that it was what wealthy landowners uh, who had to say in in, in your uh, founding era and that, you know, they were. Uh, well-educated and could make uh, decisions uh, about legislation or um, anything related to voting. Uh, the average person um, and or slave uh, wouldn't be in such a position, you know, that that, but that it's reflective of the times, you know, and that now, uh, you know, I don't know, this whole um Concern, fear of mob mentality seems to have dissipated, you know, and and yes, democracy is the flavor of the day, you know, and people don't realize that, you know, mob rules could be very vicious as long as you get 51 percent to agree to, you know, sacrifice these people to your, you know, your 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 deity or or, or political um, fascination of the day. So you have a lot of people, therefore, who. Are, are favors of a benign dictator as as a solution, you know. Uh, I mean, people who are uh, fans of uh, what we saw in Germany, you know, with Adolf Hitler, and they they feel that someone else with with that sort of power but good intentions. Even in those situations, I've heard you know many who are into you know that that sort of attitude saying, "Well, what happens when that person dies? You know, the next person won't." Uh, you won't have no guarantee the next person will be as kind, you know, and altruistic uh, toward toward uh, you know their um, people, you know the the heritage uh, stock uh, folk of the nation in question. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's well. So, what is the solution, you know? And that's why I ask, you know, is it something closer to uh, anarchy? Uh, I, I really want to hear your thoughts, Mike, on, on the different interpretations, because, I mean, even in the time when you were a child, you know, and the ones before you, I mean, this, the American experiment, what did it mean to different people? Well, in my opinion, uh, and the way I look at it uh, after 40 years of research, uh, very simply, Richard, is the fact that the people who actually fought for liberty and fought for the separation of this country. And I'll give you a classic example. In 1765, when Patrick Henry is rushing through the Virginia House of Burgesses to make sure that these tax provisions aren't implemented on the people because it's going to choke them to death, at the same time Patrick Henry is doing that, Benjamin Franklin is rushing through the colonies appointing stamp masters to collect the taxes. So in many instances, to me, that's the difference between a Federalist who named themselves and an anti-Federalist who was named by the Federalist. Patrick Henry wanted to do away with taxes 
Benjamin Franklin wanted to appoint people to collect them. There's a big difference there. And, of course, we look at all of Franklin's friends, all of the people who call themselves Federalists, Washington, and many of the others, James Madison, many of the others, Robert Morris, all of the people from Pennsylvania were his friends. And that is the point that gets to me, is the fact that it was designed from the beginning to take the power from the people, and then they use that we the people phrase in the beginning to just absolutely knock everyone over the head and make them go to sleep. Because we the people of the United States are not the people of the United States of America that's in the end of that uh, preamble. There's a big difference. 28 USC 3002 15A will tell you who an American citizen is or who the we the people is. It's a corporation that has control over we the people of the United States, which are the people in aggregate. So a corporation controls us. So that was has, the ex- I'm sorry, that was, the ex- that was the experiment, Mike, then? Uh, yes. Cor- okay. That's what uh, Richard Ellsworth said at the Constitutional Convention from Connecticut. And he said openly that we are a corporation. <clears throat> Pardon me, folks. But one of the things that I would ask everyone to do, go to, I think it's January, I mean, July 17th or 18th, of 1787, and read the program that Alexander Hamilton proposed that the government be. He made his proclamation on that day, and in answer, James Madison said, Oh my, Hamilton's let the cat out of the bag. So that, by the fact that they're doing a secret meeting, tells me from the very beginning that when Hamilton has let the cat out of the bag, that's what they prepared from the beginning. And Hamilton prepared a complete and total monarchy. And we're almost there. We've almost gotten to exactly what he proposed. Of course, that his proposal caused his two fellow delegates from North Carolina, I mean, from New York, Robert Yates and John Lansing Jr., to actually leave the convention because they said that they could not stay and exceed the authority of the people who sent them there. Well, there's a proposal from the uh, Pennsylvania legislature or assembly that was published in October of 1787, which says exactly that. The assembly of the state of Pennsylvania says these seven delegates to the Constitution exceeded the authority given to them by our election of them to this board, And they have exceeded their authority, and they have acted as individuals. They have no right to speak for the people of Pennsylvania. Now, and yet we call it the wonderful Constitution, when people back then didn't think so. But the thing of it was, is they were able to swing the Constitution through ratification because James Madison insisted that the Constitution of the day, the Articles of Confederation, be violated And instead of the state legislators or legislatures having to approve and ratify the Constitution, Madison wanted it in particular conventions which they would appoint. And then they went to work in the press printing a bunch of lies. They printed a lie that Patrick Henry has become a Federalist. He's on our side now. Wrong. 
They printed one from Daniel Shays, from Shays Rebellion, which was a complete lie. I'm sorry, Richard. I kind of overran my time there. Go ahead, buddy. No, no, no. No, absolutely. It helps to clarify uh, and put it all in perspective for all the listeners, I would say. And so it also, of course, answers my question. And it being a corporation uh, ruling over the people uh, would be the uh, concealed uh, true explanation, you know, for what was uh, unique and new. And thus references such as the American experiment on the surface. However, uh, the American experiment, if if uh, attempted to be seen or interpreted in a positive way, uh, might be that there was not a monarch, a king. And instead of, uh, you know, roy- royal, absolute uh, uh, monarchy, kind of the situation, you have the rule of law. Um, so, I don't know. Well, you know, we could that- read, uh, you know, we could read a lot of their explanations about this, Richard, which really comes in handy when the, when the people who were actually founders uh, speak to this themselves. Of course. And, you know, and, you know, and we look at... The fact that, especially in states like South Carolina, in 1860, South Carolina had more blacks than it had whites. And also, back going back to 1787, 1788, it was pretty close to the same thing. And it was not the, it was not the South that said, we only want to count the blacks as three-fifths of a person. And they get all upset about that today. Oh, I'm three-fifths of a person. That's fine. It was this fighting by the people of the South that got you to be three-fifths of a person because the North did not want blacks to be counted at all for representation. And Oliver Ellsworth actually said, well, if you people in the South get to count your slave as three-fifths of a vote, then we should be allowed to count our horses, pigs, and cows. That's actually in the documents. But I sure wasn't taught that in school. What about you, uh, Scorp? Were you? Well, certainly not. Uh, a lot being covered here. And, you know, you brought up um, Benjamin Franklin earlier. And let's not forget that, you know, uh, apart from actually hire, trying to hire tax collectors, he was actually uh, in France enjoying himself uh, being a member of the Hellfire Club during most of the revolution, if not all of it, I believe. And, you know, the very fact, you know, you could say, oh, the Hellfire Club was just a sex club. Okay, well, that goes to his morality at the very least. I think there was a lot more involved in it than that because it was a true secret society complete with underground tunnels and all kinds of bizarre rituals. So uh, this man is not um, a pillar of morality or or goodness for, for certain. So... Uh, Mike, there's a lot of twists and turns in this story, and I, I would just like to ask you a question, too. Please do. Or maybe for uh, everyone on the panel is, uh, earlier I asked, well, what, what was the end game for, you know, the, the cabal, the bankers with America? What's the end game with the debt? Well, what, what do you see as the best outcome for us? Uh, could we possibly have a state break away and say no more? Is that even possible in today's world? And then perhaps other states would follow that? Or what, what do you see, and everyone on the panel, what do you guys see as 
the best outcome for us in the near future? Well, the one thing I can tell you, Dave, and that's an excellent question, buddy, but I can tell everyone from my 40 years of research, I will tell you that every governor sitting in office in this country today has a operator. They have someone on their staff somewhere who tells them what they can do and what they can't do, and it's issued directly from the international banking cabal. And therefore, I do not see that state secession will ever work. Screw your your freedom. Yes. Okay. Here comes some music. We'll be back on the flip side, folks. We'll take some callers if ready. Helicopters first took aboard the most severely wounded, now taking aboard those who are able to walk aboard ship. They will eventually be taken to the European mainland for treatment. Near it's impossible to assess the damage to the Liberty. She took one torpedo from the Israeli patrol torpedo boat. When daylight pierced the vessel, One cloud was in the sky I beheld the star of Ramphine With a million questions why And every hole that tore my soul that day You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. Or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
property and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cola with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Folks, uh, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Welcome back to Republic Broadcasting Network and the Rebel and the Renegades. And uh, we are having ourselves just a wonderful time here discussing history. I hope you folks have been enjoying it as well. We're here on the 31st day of December in the year of 2023. And just as a kind of a reminder, if you folks tuned in expecting to uh, hear and during this time slot uh, our friend Steve Elkins uh, Steve is sick so we've done a little juggling of the schedule and so we're getting this in tonight a little early so that uh, those uh, folks of us can get our beauty sleep and boy do we need it especially me but oh, uh, Mr. Gaddy uh, yes sir if I if I may add uh, I just received a confirmation a message from Robert Rayvolt 
that after this program, uh, starting the next hour, he will be going live. He's going to be doing a a four-hour set tonight uh, for this this drive for RBN donations. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that in, Richard. That is just absolutely fantastic. And folks, we do want to get in some calls. I looked up here on the board and I see we have Nancy Reagan from California and Bob Dole from the District of Criminals. No, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. That's not Nancy Reagan and that's not Bob Dole. That's just Nancy and Bob. Uh, pardon me. I get a little loopy here on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, so uh, Nancy from California. Nancy, you are on the air. How are you today, lady? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be illegal in at least all the Yankee states. So I just have to, I, I've been listening for a while, and there are a few things I wanted to bring up real fast. Please, please. First of all, it's not a democracy. When you look at what happened with Trump, that wasn't a democracy. That democracy, you know, voting is so easy to become fraud because... Even with Lyndon Baines Johnson, they said people raised from the dead to vote for him. So I believe we've not been represented for a very long time, not even with a so-called democracy, not even with 51%. Yes, and, then, and well, uh, Nancy, how do you fix that? Um, if I were president, I would... No, how, would, how would you fix the country as a person? How would you fix crooked elections? Well, educating like you are, telling people okay. the truth. All right, so, thank you. So, I wouldn't. So, it's not that these people are elite. They're not elite. They're criminals. They're not smarter. They're without morals. It's not that they're more capable. They're murderers. They kill to get their way, like they killed Louis T. McFadden and Patton and JFK. So, with Louis, with um, Patton, for instance. Um, I'm assuming you have not heard of Robert Wilcox. Oh, yes, very much so. Okay, I've read his book. So you know Target Patton. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I didn't hear it mentioned. So, um, yeah, Wild Bill Donovan. I mean, this was the precursor to the CIA, the OSS. And the OSS, Wild and Bill then Don- they, were, they were also operating hand-in-hand with the NKVD, of Russia uh, because of our allies at that time, and the MV- NKVD became the KGB. So, yes, both of them well, evolved. And we have to remember that it was the Jews that overthrew white Christian Russia. And then they come in. No, and- come on. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good <laughs> they, point, Nancy. And then they come in, and, you know, Patton wanted to stop them. They, he knew what would happen. They come in and invade and turn a bomb shelter into what they've claimed ever since was a gas chamber. Well, if Zyklon B was used, it leaves blue staining, and there's no blue staining. I mean, there's so many holes in the story. People don't look. If they just even look, not even in depth, just a preliminary, if they listen to an alternative voice, it's so easy to see the truth, and it's not hard to convince people once you get them listening. Why? I had a couple neighbors who who didn't want to hear. They didn't. And then finally they started listening, and it sickens them. The, the thing that you're going to get is it makes people so sick when they realize the truth and they feel so hopeless because, yes, what do you do? Well, you don't 
put your head in the sand. You don't run away. It's like Patrick, what was it, Patrick Henry, Henry who said that um, he, I don't know the whole quote about, you know, opening your eyes to a painful truth. Yes. Yes, he, he made that he statement. Death? He also he also very adroitly said, ye shall listen to that siren song of hope until we are all turned into beasts, unquote. Yes. So one more comment before, I, I believe it may have been the talk show host before you guys. He was talking about, um, you know, they say Israel received a whole bunch of shots. Well, according to... Um, Lee Merritt and Robert Kennedy. It's a genet- there's a genetic co- component to the COVID shot. I'm sorry, this is like a total jump, but this is the very first thing I actually called in about, and there was no time. So I'm just going to put it out there real fast. So do you remember several years ago, there were all these microbiologists being killed? Mm-hmm. And then they deciphered the genetic code. Well, they used all of this knowledge to, when they made COVID, and according to Lee Merritt and Robert Kennedy, the Ashkenazi Jews are not affected by the COVID situation. Well, I don't believe I listened to uh, Scorpio, and he's on with us here, uh, Nancy, at the present time. But I listened to that program, and uh, I can tell you that Dave did not agree with the caller who said, you know, that the Jews had uh, given themselves this vaccine because uh, he didn't believe it. I sure don't believe it. Because they're not about to kill their own people. Exactly. I mean, that's their their power base. Yes. So, anyway. Well, thank you. Nancy, may I ask you a question? Yes. All right. Nancy, what was it like for you when you first found out you'd been lied to all your life? I was... I felt empowered. I felt so liberated. I felt so wonderful to know the truth. And then it made me angry. And then I wanted everybody else to know it, too. (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) I I know exactly what you're saying there. And, Nancy, thank you so much for calling in to Republic Broadcasting. We certainly appreciate it. An excellent call. I would love, by the way, if you have a book. I don't know if you've written any of this down, but I need you to write down your knowledge. It's amazing. I mean, I've, I've been in the know for a while, but there are things you know that I haven't even heard of yet. Oh, well, I, yeah. I'm, I'm in the same situation. I've been doing it for 40 years. Stephen, you want to kind of give the lady a, a illuminated, illuminate her path a bit? You, you should subscribe to his Substack, ma'am. That, I did. I, I, I already there did. You there, <laughs> you you guys, there you go. There you go. Already, there you go. Yep. Okay. Well, well Nancy, if you this. will, if you will look at the website, send me a uh, an email, uh, so I'll have your email address. I'm not certainly not going to use it for anything nefarious. Send me your email, and I will comp you uh, at least six months of free subscription to my. You are uh, awesome. Okay. You know what? Right. I I am a paid subscriber on several of them, and when when that. Um, wears out, you know, when the six months is up, I will be a paid subscriber for you as well. So your email is on the, um, where do I find your email? Yeah, you can find my email or you can just send me a message in Substack. You know, you have the ability to send me a message. Just send me your email. Okay, I will do that. 
Okay. So I'll make sure that you, I'll make sure in, that you get a comp. So, and this is not in the comment section. This is just a direct message to you. Yeah. Well, you can send it. It's real easy. It's Michael D dot gaddy g a d d y at gmail dot com. So it's real okay. simple. Hold on. Repeat that one more time slowly. Okay. Michael dot d a b c d dot gaddy g a d d y at gmail dot com. Perfect. If you okay. will send me, if you will send, say I'm Nancy from California. I'll take care of you, young lady. Thank you so much. What a Thank- what a nice um, belated Christmas gift. <laughs> well, well, my pleasure, ma'am. My pleasure. Knowledge, as my grandpa told me, he lived to be a hundred, and he told me a multiple times, knowledge not shared is knowledge lost. Let's not That's lose really any knowledge. Yes, yeah, that is really a good. I, you know, I compile quotes. I'm going to put well, that in my quote. My quote, you know, like a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And yes, um, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure. You know, a lot of good quotes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot so, of great okay. ones. Nancy, thank so, you so not, very much. And we appreciate your call. All right, thank you for listening so to RBN, okay? All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, so, there, buddy. It's getting noisy. Uh, well, Mike, if I could just jump in very briefly. Uh, Please do. Uh, yeah, I, thank you for clarifying uh, about my show and the call. I, I did not agree with the caller about that. I, I'm not sure if I believe that uh, Ashkenazi Jews are immune from the COVID spike protein virus, uh, but I don't believe they were given the hot shot. So either way, I don't believe that there's been any huge uptick in deaths in Israel, and I don't think there's going to be. Uh, so just to clarify further, thank you. Well, I agree, David. Uh, I agree totally. I think uh, uh, depending on uh, they probably gave some people the death shot uh, in Israel because they need to be able to point to a few people. But we do know, and this is one of the things I've said, you're running a PSYOP like this, that you have to be really, really careful. And with their first version of COVID-19 2020, they had to be careful not to kill too many people. Kill a significant amount, but you can't kill too many because if you kill too many, the people will catch on to what you're doing. So you do it in stages. You come back again, claim that, oh, gosh, this one's more. This is much worse than COVID. Uh, We have to have this. If you don't get this, you can't have a job. You can't work for the government. Oh, they're going to come at it big time. But it's uh, very simple. They do it in stages because if they did it all at once, the people would realize what's being done to them. Uh, Stephen, your uh, comments there, uh, young feller. Uh oh, he done well, fell asleep. I'm, they, no, I'm, they, <laughs> I the one thing that I have seen go up was um, uh, miscarriages. I haven't seen us, and, and you know, do I trust the numbers that come out of there too? You know, if you're running the psyop and you're, many times they would. Uh, Changed the numbers. They found they were pulling that with the CDC to manipulate everything, and all the change in protocols would explain the spike in the deaths. There's nothing that really supports that a quote unquote novel virus went around the world. It just didn't happen. I mean, there maybe there was infectious clones or something here or there, but there's that the the data didn't show that. But people 
pump that narrative. And absolutely, and just, yeah, yeah, and, and all it, it, the whole thing. I mean, it just it was it was a huge sob. I think what the biggest part of what happened was all that currency that was created and the economic collapse that was happening then and this other thing was going on at the same time and they're very related somehow especially for that end game that dave was talking about but i'm not exactly sure how all that was planned to go you know yeah. but this uh, yeah it, it just what we were told was a convenient line they manufactured this consensus about a lot of different things about the covid19 pandemic especially all these i've i've there's this person I follow, the, the Gigaon Biological, who has picked that apart. And if anybody out there is still talking about this virus and stuff, and there's not questioning the childhood vaccine schedule, I mean, that that this whole technology is to kill us, okay? It's all dangerous. If they're not focusing on that or the liability of all vaccines, then they're just blathering, okay? You know, just trying to pick apart things, it, it, you know, uh, we we need to get past that because that that's that's coming after us that that's my comment for that sorry i didn't mean to to jump off no, on you're, that fine. Tangent, you're fine you're fine yeah yeah you're fine i i just text a friend of mine who asked about the bumper music there war uh, why we had that i told him in a text message when the united states congress adopts that as our national anthem i'll believe they might be honest uh in the meantime uh let's uh, go to bob in uh the district of columbia bob how are you sir Oh, thank you for taking my call. Am I coming through? Yes, sir, you are. Thank you. All right. Uh, a comment, at least one here, about the collateral. You were talking money before. I forget when. Right. It was quite a while ago. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Bureau of Land Management. I just do a little Google and BLM, space territory, space holdings. And they oversee, someplace else they said they own, but they oversee nearly 250 million acres. Now, that's about 300 and approaching 390,000 square miles. That's almost a state and a half of Texas. Yes. Now, I would think that before they would challenge anybody's personal holdings or anything that could be considered personal holdings, they'd slip this one right under the rug. And uh, just like they did with the Federal Reserve Act in 19... was it 1913 over Christmas? And uh, this is the kind of place they might go first. Well, sir, have you ever heard of Wayne Hagee? Wayne Hagee? Well, I know the other Hagee, I know, the the one down in Texas, but uh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. Well, Wayne Hagee was a rancher in Nevada. And he had leased property from the United States to uh, feed his cattle. And uh, he had had that lease for some time, had been in his family for some time. And the BLM moved in and along with the U.S. Forest Service, accused him of things he had not done, fined him $1,000 per footprint at one time for his cattle, as they said that his cattle had crossed a line they shouldn't have crossed. And, uh, you know, I think at the time, poor man's dead now, but I think at the time he told them that he had worked real hard, but he hadn't taught his cattle to read yet to know when they were passing a zone where they weren't supposed to be. But anyway, 
uh, Hagee passes away. He files a lawsuit against the federal government for all of the stuff. They, they took all of his grazing lands away from him, find him an unrealistic amount. He filed suit against the federal government. In the meantime, he passes away. His son pursues the case, takes it before the federal courts in Nevada. And there was a judge there by the name of Charles. I'm trying to think of his last name, guys. Please uh, pardon this old man's brain. But anyway, there was a federal judge did what he should have done. He found the Bureau of Land Management in contempt of court. And he uh, told two of at least three of the members of BLM who had provided false testimony. He called he called the federal government a uh, criminal operation through the BLM. And this judge just really hacked him and said, no, you'll pay. You will pay Mr. Hagee's fi- uh, the money. You will pay his estate this money. Well, ironically, after this federal judge does what was right, he lost his job. He got moved somewhere else. He was the chief federal judge in Nevada. I wrote an article about this many years back. He did his job. He did the very best that he could. You know, but yet the federal government, no one was indicted, even though the federal judge said indict them for perjury, invite them, indict them for, uh, you know, collusion invite them for criminality no one would do it he said look pay the hagee estate the three million dollars which was the amount of their lawsuit the department of justice after the ruling comes down and says no we're paying nothing so there you have the wonderful federal courts overruling a jury to say that the Hagees cannot get, and he called the BLM and the uh, National, the U.S. Forest Service, called them both criminal operations, said they had been criminal for years and that they were harassing farmers and ranchers without reason. Of course, you know, we have the Clive and Bundy incident, but uh, Bob, uh, pardon me for jumping on you there, buddy, but uh, I, I wanted to throw that one out there. Well, it's power. They have the power. I mean, you're butting your head up against the wall if you don't understand the power you're up against. So my point is about this all this overseen land, like I say, nearly a state and a half of Texas, is they don't even have to ruffle any feathers, and they can give yeah. this away as a, yeah. as, a, uh, you know, as a collateral type of thing. I, right. I do have one Bob, other comment. I do have oh, one please other do, comment. Please do, because I, I need to hurry. Please, go ahead, okay. sir. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's just the, the uh, Articles of Confederation, the spirit of the artic- Articles of Confederation, I believe, is government by acclamation. Nice phrase. Yeah. Uh, I've, okay, I've thanks spent... for the call. Uh, thanks yeah, for thank, uh, thank, thank, call. Thank you for thank calling, you. Bob. Really appreciate you. Now let's get Sherry in Kansas before we run out of time here. Sherry, go ahead, lady. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, uh, Steve, if you want to hear someone who's really coming after the COVID, at least at the level that she can as a coroner in uh, Texas County, Missouri, it's this lady that uh, John Moore has on usually the third hour on Fridays. She is a registered nurse. She's also got a master's 
and I think she said it's uh, neurology or something. But this lady, she, you, you need to listen to a few of the shows he's done with her because, um, like, she will not put down COVID on a death certificate unless um, unless they do a blood test because she said these where they've got written down that, you know, they swabbed them for, and they had COVID, she will not accept that. She will, she will order a blood test on the autopsy and stuff. And that's the third hour Friday. I think I've, that sounds somewhat familiar, but I, I have not familiar with the name. Done, but yeah. I heard someone Marie else Lassiter. mention this as well, I think. Marie, Lassiter. okay, yeah. Marie Lassiter, and she is great. She told a story a few weeks ago on how she fought fluoride in her county. And, oh, you ought to listen uh, to that one because it was really something. She ended up using Sherry, food. Sherry, would you promise me something? Will you call back in on my next program, please? Because I would really like to talk with you, and I'm running out of time here, which frustrates me, because I need to take the time that should be yours but I need to thank these three gentlemen for taking the time out of their days to come and be with me. And that would be uh, Dave, uh, you know, from California. That would be Richard Carey and Stephen Douglas Whitener. And unfortunately, just as I thought, we are running out of time. Sherry, thanks for your phone call. Please call back in. Folks, support RBN. It's critical. Even more so as we move along. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate thanks, every one thanks, of you. Thanks, Mike. Let me let me mention. I'll be on after Robert with my better half too. After Robert's four hours, y'all. So if y'all are still around, I'll talk with you then. Thanks again. Well, fantastic. I didn't know I would have pushed that. Richard, tell the folks That's when you're good. on. Uh, oh, thank you, folks. Well, I'll be in my uh, regular slot for New Year's Day uh, for a holiday broadcast. Uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, tomorrow, six to eight Central. Happy New Year, Mike, and everyone, thank you. Happy New Year, folks. God bless all. Thank you for being here. God bless RBN. of censorship tlb talk is the cure tlb stands for truth liberty and balance we are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet we were built out of necessity because big tech big pharma and big brother are out of control the only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united with that vision tlb talk was born 
Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks and buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 